Hello old schoolers, welcome to another edition of the Old School Gamer. It's time for revenge and let's attack aggressively. If that didn't give it away, today's topic is the Contra series. Contra is one of Konami's signature series, some believing that the name Contra was taken from the Contra, the Contra Rebels of Nicaragua. The fact that the very first game came out in arcades in February of 1987, which was a few months after the Iran-Contra affair became public knowledge, was kind of makes it all a little bit more believable. Uh, the game in themselves, they were primarily of the run-and-gun and shoot 'em up style. Uh, the storylines were basically most the same. Basically, an alien force is coming to invade Earth, and there's only a bunch of soldiers that, uh, that could stop them. All the... Despite the looks of the games, whenever you looked at these games, all these games technically take place in the far future. The earliest game, uh, timeline-wise, takes place in 2613. As I said, the, fir the first game was initially called Contra, and it came out in 87 in the arcade. The Evil Red Falcon organization set up shop on an island in New Zealand and were hatching a plot to wipe out humanity. Two of our Earth Marines, Contra Corps, Contra Corps, known uh known as Bill Riser and Lance Bean, were sent to stop the Red Falcon. Contra had both the traditional side-scrolling levels and a fixed-screen format where you can only move sideways and your gun's always pointing up. If you need a visual reference, think of Galaga. In, in the, uh, in the side-scrolling method, in screens, uh, you can aim your gun in eight different directions, although you have to be in the air to be shooting down, and your jumps are fully controllable as you can... If you as if you lean if you lean left or right as you're jumping, you'll definitely move towards the left or right, whatever direction you were you're pointing at. <coughs> you usually have your default pea shooter, which do shoot very tiny little bullets and do minimal damage, and you get five different power-ups, including the now famous spread gun, a rapid fire option for your pea shooter, and an item that grants temporary invincibility. You know, the only problem is that you're a one-hit wonder and you lose your power-ups when you die. And this is probably one of the main reasons why a lot of people think this game was very difficult. Contra came home on the home consoles a year later. The first on the home computers, like the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore 64, where the NES port came out later that year. Due to the limitations of the NES, several items were changed, just to, such as the character models and the stages. In the arcade version, the two, your two characters can actually look quite different from each other, but as you probably remember, in the NES version, they're just basically, they look the same. The only way you could differentiate them was one was wearing blue pants, one was wearing red pants. Uh, also, there were two... Uh, there are also other changes besides the character models. Uh, example, the arcade version, uh, the two stages where you're, where you're, uh, the, the up, the upscreen stages where you're exploring the, the bases, there's actually a time limit. And then you have to reach the boss by the end of the time limit or, or it's an, or it's an actual, it's a game over, it's a straight out game over right there. Uh, there's no such time limit in, in, uh, in, uh, in the NES version. Uh, the also the NES version introduced the uh, a new item which basically is a kill kill all um, kills everything on the screen. Uh, the Famicom version of the game also had some cutscenes and an intro uh, due to Konami releasing a special um, 
controller chip that basically juiced up the memories of the Famicom that allow such things. Um, Kanai basically made for little games like uh, also like in Castlevania, the Castlevania series, but also for uh, by Konami. Uh, they actually. Uh, all those games had a bit, like especially Castlevania Three, had a bit of a special intro for it. Contra was a main uh, great success, doing having that two-player co-op, which actually was not a very common thing at the time. It's also well known as being one of the first of many quote-unquote Nintendo hard games. For the kids out there, the Nintendo hard is a phrase commonly coined to any games that were very difficult. Uh, back in those back in those days, we didn't have the internet. Uh, there was um, there were helplines, but they were of course they were like five ninety nine per minute. So you need really if you really needed help in those games, be prepared to pay. <laughs> and of course, there was also uh, <laughs> Nintendo Power, but those were weekly issues and not something you can get right away. So. So you kids out there today playing video games, be grateful you have the internet and other things. And this is also this is where the fam- the world famous Konami code came in. Of course, in, in the case of Contra, you do you do, you do the Konami code and you get dirty lives to start the game, which made the game much more manageable. A lot of people actually think that the Konami code came from Contra. But it's actually wrong. The Konami code was originally used uh, in another Konami game, Gradius. Where if you use it there, you, you get you get all the power ups uh, at once. Uh, but no, like I said, Contra did not. The Contra was not the first game to use the Konami code. The sequel to Contra, known uh, Super Contra, also known as Super C in the NES, came out in nineteen eighty eight. The gameplay was mostly unchanged until, except for uh, a new item called a Hyper Shell, which I guessing they took the, they took inspiration from the, uh, the from the first game on the NES version of the first game. The Hyper Shell was only unattainable on the overhead stages, but they can they can be used at any time, and then. Uh, more than one of them can be stocked. Uh, the NES version came out in 1990, uh, 1990 um, and one thing they changed is that the fireball weapon, the fire weapon, uh, and the first game was more like a, it went it fired in some weird curvy wavy kind of pattern, and a small like a small fireball, and it doesn't always hit your enemies in front. But this time they actually changed it so it's more like a straight fireball type weapon. And something I didn't know until now is that the the fireball the fire weapon is actually chargeable. If you actually hold down the B button and wait, you can charge it up and become a larger fireball. And then there was also no hyper show item in the NES port. Uh, and the actually the Konami code doesn't work on the uh, this game either. The, instead, they implemented a new code and uh, and it only gave you ten lives instead of thirty that you normally get. In 1991, Contra found its way to the small screen with Operation C for the Game Boy. The game introduced upgrade. The first introduced the upgrades for your weapon. So, how that works basically is that you had to get the weapon twice to uh, to upgrade it. So, for example, the uh, 
the spread shot where you first get the spread shot. It's only a three shot spread, but if you get if you up when you upgrade it by getting the weapon again, uh, it actually turns into a five five shot spread instead of a three. Uh, this is also the first game where the homing gun was introduced, where the bullets basically will cheat home homing on enemies. In 1992, Contra made the jump to the 16-bit world with Contra 3, The Alien Wars, and other people consider this game to be the best of the uh, of the series. The Hyper Shell makes its return here, and there was a new mechanic was introduced where both characters carry two machine guns, and each gun uh, can has a power up. So you, uh, so one gun can have the spread weapon, and the other gun you can have the fire weapon or laser weapon, whatever. And uh, <coughs> you carry the, both of them, although you can only use one at a time. And uh, but the nice thing is that if you die, you only lose the weapon that you uh, that you were equipped with at the time. So like, like again, let's say you had the homing shot and the spread shot. You had the homing shot equipped, and you die. You only lose the homie weapon. You don't have, you you won't lose your spread shot. Uh, uh, Sega Genesis actually got their version of Contra in nineteen ninety four with Contra Hard Corps. This game breaks a little. Uh, this is a game that actually breaks a lot of the tradition where um, there's actually a brand, they're all brand new characters. Uh, a lot of people speculate that in the in the third game that it's not Bill and Lance. Uh, you could say that or not, but but a lot of people still think they're Bill and Lance. Uh, but in this game, Hardcore Corpse, there's actually four new characters, and each of the each of those characters have their own like weapon set, so it makes them them, them differentiate between the four of them. Uh, the game was also known for having a branching storyline, so in certain points of the game, uh, you had to make a choice, uh, and then uh, your your end the ending will actually change depending on the choices you make. There was also uh, uh, one game uh, one game I forgot to mention. I'm going to mention it now. Uh, there was a game in 1990. Wait, hold on. Which one was it? Uh, 1992. There was a game in 1992 called Contra Force. Uh, it's technically not within the Contra series. It was just more like a spinoff between the. Uh, it's more of a spinoff between the series. Uh, this one came out. This one came out for the NES and uh, and like uh, like Hard Corps, There's actually four different characters you can you can shoot pick, and uh, each one of them has a. Not only that, they each one has a uh, their own special weapon set. Uh, they also have um, they're also different. Like some of them, uh, some of them are faster. Some of them have better jumping ability. Uh, and each uh, and each in this game, where um, you can actually call if uh, you're playing by yourself, the. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> You can call in a partner, and they can help you. Um, they can help you for a, at a certain point in time, uh, for a certain amount of time. Uh, but other than that, the game was pretty much the same. So, and the only problem was like this game. Uh, 
it suffered a lot of uh, slowdown and flickering, so it wasn't exactly a very greatly uh, programmed game, so that's why a lot of people don't on it. So I actually kind of liked the game, even though a uh, whole lot of people didn't. Uh, I can't exactly uh, talk about the rest of the series because uh, I never really played. Because uh, the next game, for the next, uh, I know there was one game called um, called Shattered For. Uh, what was it called? I think it's called Contra Shattered Forces. Uh, Shattered, Shattered Soldier. Sorry, that came out for the PlayStation Two and Legacy of War, and uh, came out for the PlayStation. And I never really, I never really touched those. Uh, Unfortunately, the only real game I've played uh, from in the quote-unquote later series is Contra 4 for the uh, for the DS, and that's actually a great game. Uh, it has the feel of the... It basically still has the feel of the uh, the NES games, uh, but a little... Uh, but actually, I, I would consider the game more... Uh, it's basically a love letter to the, to the earlier series, Uh and the cool part is, is that uh, you can't, you don't have to play just as Bill and Lance. Like you play other characters from the series, like uh, the uh, the Contra Three guys. Uh, you also play as um, you also play as the characters from the Protective Bar series. Uh, the Protective Bar series is basically the Contra. It was basically the uh, and that was the European version of Contra, but the do uh, the. Contra, uh, I mean, sorry, not not Contra. Uh, Europe has like these weird little rules about violence and stuff, so so they had to they, they have these like they make these changes. Another example I can think of uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series. They instead of ninja, they replaced the word ninja with hero. So in and so they're known as the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in in, in Europe. Now here. Uh, they don't really, They didn't really like the whole human on human violence, even though, okay, more like human on living species violence. So they changed the game so uh, the uh, your main character is actually a robot instead of uh, humans, and most of the enemies were also like either alien, robotic aliens as well. Funny enough, uh, from then on, it was it's mostly known as Protectabor, but in the very first, the very first. Contra game for uh, in Europe, it was called Giorzor, uh, which was basically based off the uh, the kanji that uh, that was written on the Japanese um, that was written for Japanese uh, for the Japanese uh, arcade, but it chose that name for based on that. But whatever reason, they decided they went back to Protectabar and made those changes as. Uh, and it's known as it's known as protective or since. And uh, as for my thoughts about the game, I mean, <laughs> I have it. It was actually like I say, it's uh, it was a great it was a great game at the time. Like it was also one of the best buddy games you could play because you were supposed to. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to play with a buddy. It makes it a little bit easier, but uh, it's also funny because uh, I know in the in the first game you can actually steal your guys. Uh, if one of you, if your buddy lost all your life, you can he can actually steal one of your lives. Of course, if you're playing with the dirty player code, you're you don't mind it so much. But if you're playing with the uh, 
when you're you playing with the original just three lives code, uh, uh, three lives, forget it. Yeah, we'll piss somebody off so fast. Uh, and again, uh, I do agree with people that I think that uh, three was the very best of the series, and because not just because of the gameplay, but also the visually, uh, all those F uh, mode seven graphics that they used in the game was just perfect. Especially that one boss where uh, uh, it was one of the overhead levels where the boss would actually like pick itself up and try to land on you, uh, and then rolls around, it moves around for a bit and pops back up and tries to uh, land on you again and. And all the uh, and all the background scenery uh, of the game was really was really excellent, and I have to. And there was also that one sequence where uh, you were actually uh, you're actually flying on, you're grabbing onto a missile, and uh, as as you're as you're fighting, <laughs> it really was had a great uh, it had great variety of and, and great variety of background uh, gameplay and such, and uh, I love the uh, the two weapon system where so. You always keep <laughs> you always keep your spread gun uh in stock instead in, in case you die, <laughs> and um uh, and funny enough, I actually do enjoy hard corps as well, mainly because of the um mainly because of the different storylines they can play. Uh, so if you if you ever looking to get in the Contra series, I recommend pretty much recommend you all the games, and especially if you can if you can get your hands on Contra Four, go for it. It's it's something that uh, I don't think you, uh, I don't think you'll regret it. So, oh, that'll be it for now. I'm sorry I didn't give out a preview. I've been kind of uh, the last two days. I've been kind of busy. So, but I'm so forgive me. I didn't give you guys out a preview. So, uh, but again, uh, once again, keep an eye out of both Instagram and Facebook pages uh, for for uh, for a preview of the next episode. Uh, I kind of, I kind of want to do Kirby next, and then uh, Kirby Street Fighter. I oh, wait, I'm sorry, I never did Street Fighter. Uh, like Kirby uh, Samurai Showdown, maybe even uh, get to Mario eventually uh, to start the new year. Uh, but again, I'll keep you posted. Thanks for all for listening, and keep it old school.